Welcome to the Equine Veterinary Education Podcasts. Hello, and welcome to this edition of the Equine Veterinary Education Podcast. I'm your host, Lizzie Halliwell, and today we will be talking to Selene Lacour about her case report, Call Pulmonale, Secondary to Pulmonary Fibrosis in a 16-Year-Old Mare. Selene is an ambulatory equine vet. She graduated in 2017 from Nantes and then completed an equine internship at the University of Lyon, followed by a breeding season in central Kentucky. Hi, Selene. How are you? Hi, Lizzie. I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm really interested to talk to you about your case. Um, Can you briefly describe for us the case presentation and the diagnostics which informed your initial treatment plan? Sure. So in 2017, we received as an emergency a 16-year-old mare, um, basically presented for dyspnea and full body condition. Um, it was not responding to treatment on the field and was actually worsening, so it worsened to respiratory distress. Um, so when she arrived, she was obviously in distress, um, in tachycardia up to 100 beats per minute, she had cyanotic mucous membrane, wheezes, um, <clears throat> heart in the lungs, um, and obviously, yeah, severe dyspnea. So we first um, performed arterial blood gas that revealed indeed severe hypoxemia. The vein of blood showed a hemoconcentration, trophilia, hypolactatemia, and hypoproteinemia. Um, we first gave, gave her um, oxygen, of course. Uh, so she was 10 liters per minute oxygen, given oxygen. Um, and once she was stabilized, we performed further examination. So x-rays, uh, ultrasound, transcranial wash, swabs, biopsy of the lungs. Everything uh, showed basically a severe, severe inflammation of the lungs. And the biopsy revealed fibrosis. There was no sign of hyperplasia in the complementary exams that we did perform. Um, and later this year, during the hospitalization, um, she showed some arrhythmia that was consistent with atrial fibrillation. So we did perform cardiac ultrasound that confirmed um, the corpus modalis. So this is how basically we had all the diagnosis done. Um, and the initial treatment plan was first to stabilize her with the oxygen and some fluids, but not too much. And then to decrease the, the inflammation, the severe inflammation into uh, the lens. And do you have any theories about the cause of the pulmonary fibrosis? Well, you know, why, why she presented in that way in the first place and where, where the fibrosis had come from? Well, it's really hard to know because she was referred to us after um, more than a month of treatments on the field. So we don't have a precise history of the case. Uh, we can have some hypothesis, so infection, maybe not treated properly, that um, cause a chronic infection, and then the fibrosis. Um, it can also be basically um, chronic asthma that the mare had, um, or however she was living in the field. So this is not the, the common condition to develop asthma, but it can be. It can be possibility. We don't know exactly. Okay, I, and from, from reading the case, it seemed that halfway, kind of halfway through after the mare had been hospitalized for a few days, 
you changed antibiotic from TMPS, which is obviously a fir- first line treatment, to oxytetracycline. Um, why, why did you choose to make that change? So we didn't have any improvement of the inflammation and dyspnea with TMPS, despite the fact that the bacterial agriculture was sensitive to that. So we just concluded that this bacteria wasn't the, the cause of the pulmonary disease and was just secondary. Um, we also excluded the viral uh, infection with the different swabs we did. So we kind of thought that the only possible agent left, um, which is a bacteria usually underdiagnosed, was um, mycoplasma. Uh, that's why we chose TMPS for oxytetracycline. Ah, right. I see. That makes sense. And with oxytetracycline also being a first-line antibiotic as opposed to, you know, choosing another more protected antibiotic. So it seems that the mayor actually, given the good outcome, she kind of exceeded expectations of how things were going to go. Are you aware if she ever turned to any athletic function following resolution of the clinical science or did she just kind of stay out in the field well actually she was a leader mayor like semi-retired so she wasn't performing at all before everything happened uh so she is doing well in her badass but given the pulmonary fibrosis she had um for a sport a sport horse the, the prognosis for return, turning back to a good performance level uh will be very poor and do you know a few studies now have shown that this kind of secondary cardiopathy, whilst it's not very common, this can develop in horses when they've got chronic severe pulmonary inflammation. Um, why do you think this mare ended up doing so well? Yeah, we were very surprised about the, the good outcome of this case. Um, so I think we use, of course, the high dose steroids for the, the severe inflammation. Um, sure, it helped a lot uh, given the sign and the fibrosis, so everything was really, really deeply inflamed. Um, the cardiopathy was diagnosed very early due to frequent auscultations uh, day and night since the case was hospitalized into, uh, in the university. Um, so it helped a lot because I guess usually when this case with the cardiopathy are diagnosed, it's um, either during a, a control exam or when signs of cardiac insufficiency are seen. So it's a more advanced stage, whereas in this case, we kind of um, saw it a few minutes or a few hours after it happened. Um, And I guess there is also maybe an individual factor. Um, She was a rustic mare. Um, She was, despite everything she had when she was admitted, she was still alert and calm and curious of everything. So I guess she did well given her condition and maybe that's, just her. Yeah, so do you think the core pulmonale kind of developed during hospitalization or it was already present? Because um, it took it took you a few days to diagnose it, didn't it? Yeah. Um, well, I think maybe it was there already prepared to just pop up, um, but clearly it wasn't and something was triggered during the hospitalization since we had this atrial fibrillation. Um, this mare was hospitalized very often every day during the hospitalization and never ever we had um, arrhythmia before. So the first time she was, what when it was her the first time, it was a few days after hospitalization. So I guess 
maybe it's just developed during hospitalization until um, the moment where we actually could hear it. But still, I think it was kind of early. Um, the signs were present on the cardiac ultrasound. There was already the elevation of the right chambers. Uh, so this doesn't happen in a few days, obviously. Um, but I think it's been diagnosed earlier than maybe the other cases um, that are not um, kind of followed as, as frequently as it was on this case. Sure. And um, on your repeat ultrasound scan, it seemed that the, the diameters of the atria had already started to improve. Um, but I assume there wasn't any chance of kind of following that up further. Do you expect that the structural changes would have completely resolved if you'd gone back in a month's time to, to rescan? I guess if the inflammation into the lungs is resolved, so obviously the fibrosis will stay like this. But if there is no respiratory distress and um, pulmonary hypertension, if the mirror stays at rest and doesn't um, need effort, respiratory efforts, um, then the heart won't be overstimulated. And maybe we can expect the right chamber size to get back to normal or close to normal. Um, we actually asked the owner uh, for a follow-up a few months later, and she was open to that but we were never able to bring back the mare to the hospital because of technical issues. So that's unfortunate, and we would have really liked to see what it was a few months after the, the coming back home, uh, but I guess we'll really never see. Yeah, that's a shame. It sounds like that would have been really interesting to follow up. It's quite interesting as well that, you know, on the repeat uh, radiographs that you didn't see any changes to the to the evidence of fibrosis in the lungs on the radiographs. Mm. No, I, But you did see changes in the heart. Yeah, um, I think because the changes of the heart were maybe more recent, uh, the fibrosis is definitive, so this won't change. So I guess that's why the x-ray stayed the same. So the mare was suffering from severe pulmonary hypertension due to the fibrosis in the lungs. How did you actually diagnose this? Um, is there any other treatments that you might have given which could have helped with the hypertension specifically to stop further changes to the heart? So usually to really diagnose um, pulmonary hypertension, you need to do a right heart um, catheterization. We didn't do that for um, technical issues. We didn't have the material to do it in the, into the university. So we just... Um, took a look at the clinical aspect of the mare. Um, she had fibrosis, obviously, and on the cardiac ultrasound, we also saw deviation of the pulmonary trunk and changes in the right heart. So everything, like the picture was kind of um, telling itself that the pulmonary hypertension was actually there. Um, to treat that, so we first helped the lens by giving oxygen, and we then try to treat the cause, which means um, the lungs, the pulmonary inflammation, with the antimicrobials and the high-dose steroid. Um, it is reported that we can also use diuretics. We chose to not do that because the mare was already hypoxemic, really hypoxemic, um, and we didn't want to decrease the blood volume more than that. Um, you can also use uh, digoxin, um, it's kind of controversial, but 
it's it is reported to work better on the left heart rather than the right heart. And finally, um, you can also use angiotensin converting enzyme. Um, so some papers say it works very well. Uh, some others say it doesn't um, improve significantly the condition of the, the hypertension. But it is something that people have used. We didn't do it in this case. Well, thank you, Selene. It was really good to talk to you about such an interesting case. Thank you to you, all of you for listening. And we hope you will join us for the next edition of the EVE podcast. Thank you for listening to this Equine Veterinary Education podcast. More on the subjects discussed in this podcast can be found online at wileyonlinelibrary.com forward slash journal forward slash eve.